Welcome to the Finer Life Show. I'm your host, Greg Hush Williams. On this episode, we're going to talk to Tangie Smith, a U.S. Army veteran, Letitia Russo, a U.S. Air Force veteran, Joy Gohana, a U.S. Army veteran, and Kiasha Daniels Henderson, a military spouse, on finding your calling after service. Take a listen. Um, I know, as say from experience, when I came out of service, I was very lost. Um, I didn't even know I was a veteran. I mean, because it wasn't spoken about. What I knew, what I knew of a veteran was someone that deployed or someone that was old. And so I didn't know that I was a veteran. And it, it took someone that was a veteran to tell me, you're a veteran. You serve, you, you honorably discharged, you're a veteran. And that there was the spark for me to find out what's next, right? Um, I think it's important that once you get out of service or even before service is knowing where your local VA is. Because there is where you're gonna find out everything and all you need in regards to veterans, veteran resources, veteran uh, service organizations, there is a start. But if, th if that is not a cue for you, then, um, then you go for what you feel passionate about. I, I have an example. Uh, during, during COVID, you know, everybody was shut down, closed in, not me. Our job was to find out what was the greater need for our veterans um, in the community at that time. And it was food insecurity was the major issue. Um, when I tell you volunteers came out far and wide, they didn't care about COVID. They didn't care about you know, what might happen if they help. Their job was to fulfill a need. And I had more women veterans come out than men um, because I think that for women, most, I'm not saying all, they have that nurturing ability anyway. I wanna be there, I wanna help. Um, and a, uh, some of the women that came out were women that were still in the service because they had that drive, that passion, because they knew that when they got out, this is something that they want to continue. How do I continue to serve? Um, so I say, find your local veteran organization, find your local church, um, because there's always needs from there. You know, you, you know, there's someone that's always, some churches always have a pantry to give out food or clothing, find a, a shelter. Um, those are areas where I've seen, I've sent our veterans um, that came to us and say, how can I continue to help? Um, I think that those are good start, starting places. And then joining organizations, being a part of a movement, um, a sorority, a fraternity for, for men, um, a, a veteran organization such as those that have been, you know, spoke about tonight. Be a part of it. Get in the movement. See where you can fit in and then do it and then grow it and speak about it, promote it. So there's other folks that know where to go. I think that's a biggest issue. Oh, I shouldn't go into that topic, so I just leave that alone. <laughs> but, Don't mess up my uh, show. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But I think that um, it's good for us to just promote each other, promote what we're doing. We're, we're doing good work. We need to speak about it. We need to, we need to share it. You know, social media is a wonderful platform used correctly. Let's start sharing this stuff. This is good stuff. This is how people can stay in the know and fulfill their passion, fulfill that calling that they have. That, that's all I got. 
Thank you. <laughs> and I'll take it from here. So, <laughs> so I think that one of the things that, um, how they can find their calling. I was one of those veterans that I was blessed. And, and when I say I was blessed because I was in the medical field for 21 years. And so I knew about padding my medical record, right? I knew that. And a lot of veterans, they don't know that. I knew that if I got a scrape, a scratch, oh, I'm going to sick call. I'm documenting this. And, and I wouldn't have known that. So it's not to down anybody else. I wouldn't have known that had I not been in the medical corps. So, and I was an ortho tech. And then um, I retired from Fort Campbell. And like Fort Campbell was one of the first military bases that actually had a VA on base. So as we were getting out, as we were putting our retirement packets, even still now more bases are starting to follow up. They started to, um, they start you getting your, starting your VA. So they start that and they are so amazing here. Like I had foot problems back in 2009 and I didn't even put it up there. And it was like, hey, sorry, you got this going on. And I was like, oh yeah, I do, don't I? So I, I'm just thankful for that. But finding your calling, people want to push and, and there's nothing wrong with this, but I knew this was not my path. When you retire, when you're in the service and you're getting ready to get out or retire, whatever, they say, hey, go to school and get a government job. Go to school, get a government job. I did not want to do that. I said, I want to be a socialite. What's a socialite? I just want to talk and help women veterans. But how do you do that? What does that look like? And so um, when they were like, hey, do, you know, when you're getting ready to get out, a lot of services will let you do an um, internship. So they have all these different companies that you do internships with. And I, the list that they had, I said, I don't want to do none of that. And I found my own internship, which, which was a morning show. The Treva and Kevin Morning Show. So I started interning on this morning show. So I got dressed up and they're like, where are you going? I'm going to the morning show because that's where I'm doing my internship at. And then I um, I was their makeup artist. So I had the opportunity to do a lot of uh, country music stars makeup while I was still active duty. Makeup for the Tennessee Titans. And, and I was still doing that active duty because I just said, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then I ended up being an executive producer for the Treva and Kevin Show. And um, then I retired and I stayed on for a little bit. I stayed on for a little bit. And one of the, the Treva, she had a church. And so I worked with her. So I did serve. I served as her armor bearer, you know? So I tell people now when I have an assistant and I do, I said, I know what it's like to serve. So I know what serving looks like because a lot of people want people to serve them, but they've never served. And so to me, that's what, um, that, that is what you could do to find your passion. You know, like just, you don't have to do what they say do. And I know like for one, my um, commander used to say, he used to say, what are you gonna do? Cause you have to check these blocks when you're getting out of the military. You have to check these blocks. They wanna see that you've done um, so many interns, that you've done a resume, that you've done all of that. And I just kind of rebelled. Like I did not, I just didn't want to do it. And I'm not suggesting that anybody rebel and not do it. But I just did not want to do it. And I said, I'm going to be a housewife. And at some point, my husband came in and he said, you know, he asked him, like, my commander's like, sir, did your wife work? And he said, no. He's like, well, my wife isn't going to work either. So that dead of that. <laughs> they left me alone after that, you know. And I, I just know that God had a bigger calling for me. And I know that I didn't want to work and not that there's something wrong with him. So that's when I made that deal that I made. God, if we do X, Y, Z, then I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And I'm thankful that I've been able to find my calling and serve women veterans. And even on the county commission, I'm on the Veterans um, Service Committee. So I've been able to just to do all things women veterans. And um, 
that goes into B, but I'll come back to that. Hush, take it away. <laughs> Y'all had to see me. I was like, if she gives away my C block, I'm trying to keep a hot show going. All right. I know all the fem- all the lady veterans, they they just write all the females like, mm, okay, I think I'm gonna run for office. I'm gonna go to the church. I'm gonna go. You don't need listen, I'm gonna tell you this right now. You don't need somebody to tell you what's in your heart. And I think that's yeah. the biggest thing, you know, when it comes to veterans, when it comes to people still serving, all right, because you can still make a difference while you're still serving, you know. That's my campaign. How would I know that? Still serving. <laughs> Still serving. Service while serving. Um, you know, you got to go with what what's in your gut. And phenomenal, phenomenal job, ladies. Listen, if you're just tuning in, this is the Final Life Show. I'm your boy, Brother Hush. All right. And we, we're here with four strong women. Strong, strong, okay? Then let's get into this next question. I, I just want to throw it out there. All right. Now, listen. Um, it's all about mentorship. It's all about each one teach one and building up. Okay. Before you become a mentor, you got to be a leader. You got to learn how to lead. And before you become a leader, you got to learn how to follow. All right. So I'm going to just throw this out there. What role does mentorship play or what role does mentorship have in building up those leadership qualities? And I, I, I'm going to let Joy and, and Sovereign Rapture, they're going to do this. Okay, I don't know who's going to go first, but they're going to do this. So take it away, one of you. Take it away. Don't be scared. All right, Joy, you got it. Go ahead. Now, see, you're going to make me call you out. Joy. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing I'm good. <laughs> No, the question again. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so I asked, what role does mentorship play in building leadership qualities? What role does mentorship play in building leadership qualities? Um, to me, I feel like mentorship, um, building leadership qualities plays a big role as far as, you know, um, Leading by example, being a, uh, what you have learned through your walks of life is what's really going to, and you're mentoring someone else in that field or in that path of which they want to go for them to be a good leader. So sharing those experiences that you had coming up or coming down your path or um, giving uh, what what went wrong for you, what went right, and how you got to where you are right now, that plays a big role to you helping and mentoring somebody else to become a leader. Um, a lot of people don't understand that you have to follow first. You have to be able to listen. And not just hearing, but listening. Be a listener to become a leader. So follow lead then mentor someone so they can become in your spot so they can stand in your spot in your shoes as a mentor so you're following you're you're leading and then you become that mentor and you're just going off experience and helping somebody on a path as well so those are the qualities you need in my opinion 
Q, Q. This is why I'm doing this. Go ahead. You're on mute. <laughs> you see, you were saying something good. Yes. You're on mute. <laughs> yes, like I was saying, like my sister Joy said, yes, you must be a great follower in order to be a great leader. Um, I believe that every great leader has um, has had or have um, a great mentor, whether it was your parents, your grandparents, a teacher, or whoever. Um, their role played a big part in your life, and um, that makes you a, a, an effective leader. Um, for me, it was my mom. She showed me how to balance um, self-care, me first, my family, um, my religion, work, you know? And so by her showing me those, the, the basic foundation that showed me how to be a leader. Um, you have to, and to be a great leader, you have to listen. Like my sister Joy said, you have to listen. It can't always be about you, 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 you. You have to listen to your, your audience and your peers. Um, to be a great leader and people will follow you. You're doing great things. People will follow great things. People don't want to follow mess. <laughs> so yeah, you have to look in the mirror and see yourself. You know, if you're looking in the mirror and say, hey, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm doing a good job. What makes you think somebody else is going to follow you if you know that you ain't doing a good job? So be that example, be that man in the mirror, as they would say. <laughs> so I'm going to throw this little part a question to that, you know, Joyous Foundation, and and then um um uh gosh, uh Final Alpha. Um, I'm gonna just throw this out there because I'm trying to, I'm trying to really build a pyramid. Both of you ladies, 501c3 organizations, nonprofits. What are some lessons learned that have helped you become better leaders in your own respective works? This is just a little part B, the little part A to that question, you know, what role does, you know, mentorship play in leadership? And I just want you ladies to just take a minute, take, you know, a minute and a half to go on that. And then we're going to go to topic C, if you can. And this time we're going to start with Keisha, not you, Joy, because, you know. Yes. Yeah. Again, you have to listen. You have to listen to what your audience wants or your, your sorors or the people that you're helping. It's all about listening. It's not all about doing what you want to do. You have to listen and see what the needs and wants of your people are um, in order to, to be an effective leader. Thank you for tuning into the Finer Life Show. Listen, if you want to find us on the web, please check us out at www.mb5kings2017.org. That is www.mbphikings2017.org.